0: Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. And for people who want common sense guidance on how to build green and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Send an email or call into the show. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House.
1: All right, you can join us on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and Periscope Live right now. Brought to you in part by Mr. Floor. And wherever you're watching, click on the like button and subscribe so you'll be notified when we hit the air. Podcasts of all our shows are available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, USA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. And uh, the newsletter, Rich, how can they get a hold of that? Rich? Rich?
0: Oh, Robbie? Hey, you just go to MightyHouse.net and you uh-huh. can find out... Everything that you need to know about the newsletter, about our show, about our podcast, about our guests, everything is right there.
1: Right there. Easy. And you can leave a comment, uh, questions below, and we'll try and uh, answer them as we get to them and as they come in. So uh, feel free to leave a a note and send us an email at uh, Robbie at MightyHouse.net. Robbie loves getting emails, too. So send them there. Please do. And uh, our very special guest today is Elliot Richardson from the SBAC. Thanks uh, for joining us today, buddy. I know you're extremely busy right now with everything going on. It was small business, and that was part of the reason I wanted to get you in today was just to talk real quick about uh, what small businesses can be doing right now. Uh, you know, um, when you when you look at what some people call the small business of like 500 people and more, uh, I don't really consider that a small business. I think of the company that I run is as a small business, the company you run, Elliot, as, as a small business, you know, it's under, under 10, 15 people. And and that's really a, a true small business to me. Um, and there's a lot of things going on right now. People can't work. They, they're they trying to get money and they're trying to apply for loans, but they, they just don't know where to go. So I thought we'd get you in here and uh, kind of bring people up to speed of what the SBAC is doing. And uh, where people can go to to find some help.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me, Ron. Uh, I I appreciate being here under very difficult times. I, I hope everybody is safe and and healthy. And, uh, you know, we've we've got to do whatever we can to try to save small businesses right now that are struggling, uh, trying to stay in business right now. We say businesses trying to stay in business right now. And uh, we have been incredibly busy. I mean, really, the work never stops. Uh, We have a lot of of new firepower, actually, uh, a lot of people helping out. But at the same time, Every day, things change for the small business community. Every day, things change on these loans that people are trying to get. Every day, things change on rules and regulations and laws. Um, So it is a constant struggle to help people navigate. Um, And it's a struggle for businesses, for the small business community, uh, to navigate all the things that they're going through on a day-to-day basis.
1: Yeah. no, it, It seems to have really gotten crazy this past month. And the SBAC meetings are, you know, once a month or now weekly. Things are changing so fast, I'm sure. How many meetings are you doing a day? Well, you know, there's the
2: meetings, but really what people seem to be interested in right now is town halls where they can learn about access to capital, where they Mm -hmm. can learn about the Families Families First Act, where they can learn about how uh, businesses are going to be impacted by health insurance, how they're going to be impacted by sick leave. Um, how they're going to be impacted by unemployment insurance, how gig employees and independent contractors can not only access loans, which is going to be very difficult, it seems, for them, but also how they can apply for unemployment insurance. There's issues like business interruption insurance that we're working on. Um, So sales tax deferrals, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that today. So there's so much going on. So meetings, meetings, I mean, I'm participating in town halls all the time, in panel discussions all the time with other business groups, really just trying to get out as much information as we possibly can and trying to galvanize as much support for the small business community at this time. Because most definitely, I mean, health and safety is, is critical. Um, yes, yes. And, you know, politicians are working hard here in the state of Illinois to try to make sure that first responders um, and that folks um, are able to to be safe. But at the same time, we have to start turning our t- attention to small businesses and to jobs because um, it's a big issue right now. Small businesses are closing their doors and jobs yeah, yeah. are being lost at an alarming rate. So there, 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 there really is an immediate need to get involved.
1: Okay, so before we move much further, what's the website for the SBAC so that people can, uh, if they wanna get involved or or try and catch up and see what's going on, what you guys are working on. Uh, And you guys, I'm sure you have links to all of the different loan areas too, correct?
2: We do, we do. It's sbacil.org. And we'll talk about those loans a little bit uh, in a bit, but that's where you can go. We also have a policy committee meeting on Tuesdays. Um, we have all different sorts of subgroups that are forming. So we have an entire group of people working on business interruption insurance. Uh, we have another group of people that are working on commercial property um, and how that entire chain that is, you know, um, the banks, commercial property owners, tenants, you know, what can we do about that to make sure that everybody works together. Um, but that, you know, uh, commercial property owners survive, um, because folks who can't go into business, uh, who can't go into their business, who can't run their business may not be paying rent. Um, and you know, we've got all of these issues. So, um, that's a long winded answer. Our website, we've got resources on our website, but we also have engagement as we have never seen before. Um, people just getting involved. They want to help and you can do that too, if you'd like.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, that's the one thing I want to make sure we talk about at the end. Right now, you guys are talking a lot about how businesses are helping businesses. But I want to talk about at the end how consumers can help businesses later. So save a little time for that.
1: Absolutely. Okay. All right. So let's let's get started off. I think on the on the big one is is the loans and the uh, what's going on with loans and where people can go for that kind of stuff.
2: Right. So access to capital is the biggest issue that we have um, or or that we're hearing about. And wherever we start an SBAC conversation, even if it's really just supposed to be a Zoom networking event, it always seems to shift back to access to capital. I mean, we have a town hall with the treasurer today at one o'clock. The Illinois treasurer, we have over 160 people registered for that town hall. Um, It's just what everybody thinks. Is looking for information on. So, you know, you've got the federal programs, you've got the PPP program, which a lot of businesses are laser focused on, you know, businesses 500 or less, because those loans can be forgiven if you keep your staff on staff. So there's a huge um, drive to try to get those loans. Um, You've got the SBA disaster loans, although it seems like the landscape is changing with those. Um, They're limiting the amount of money you can get from SBA disaster loans. This is what I'm hearing. I mean, I hear new things every day. Um, Then you've got the treasurer, the state of Illinois treasurer, has a fund. We're going to talk about that today at 1 o'clock. $250 million is in that to serve as a bridge loan where that money will not be forgiven, but for individuals who are having so much trouble Um, accessing PPP loans, that's another option. There's the City of Chicago Resiliency Fund. There's the Cook County loan program, which they're trying to stand up. So I just said so much. And if you're a business owner, you're like, wow, what do I do with all that information? Well, that's a problem. And the other problem is you've got all these loan programs that are being stood up right now. Um, But people are just having difficulty accessing them. And, you know, what you hear about the PPP loans is that um, small businesses, really small businesses, uh, solopreneurs are rightfully concerned that they're not going to be able to find a bank um, that they can go through to get a PPP loan. Because a lot of banks, because of capacity issues right now, are saying we're going to service our clients, our customers, we're going to service customers with lines of credit already existing at the bank or loans at the bank and, you know, If you're if you're the fitness instructor or you're the photographer um, or you've got the three person, um, you know, therapeutic center and you don't have a line of credit or a significant line of credit in a bank and you're trying to find a bank to apply for a PPP loan, it's really difficult um, right right now.
1: And then what came up at the policy meeting yesterday, though, was uh, like PayPal and, and those kinds of places are actually helping people with those uh ppp loans so that was one thing that i just recently learned that they're actually they're seeking out these people that maybe they they don't have a a standard they're not at a standard bank they're at a credit union and don't have access to a small business loan uh the paypal is one of those that's actually helping people out and actually helping them with that payroll that's what so
2: that's information that we've got. We're looking into that. But I think that could be right. Also, they're talking about other place. You know, we heard on the policy committee, somebody say, hey, Square may stand something up. So um, these are different venues um, that might be able to get P- smaller PPP loans out. Now, at the same time, there's a big concern that the funding will it will be depleted. For PPP loans. By the mm-hmm. time it gets down to smaller businesses, and that is a really large concern. So you hear them debating in Congress right now whether or not they're going to add more money to the PPP program. Again, such an attractive program because um, that will be forgiven. That's what it mm-hmm. looks like if you keep your payroll on staff. But right,
1: right, can't... And yeah, go ahead. And that I think uh, I, I think that's a concern all the meetings that i've been doing and, and been involved with too is is it actually going to trickle down to the to the small guy that really needs the help you know um again that goes back to my is is a 500 person or really a really a company really a small business I, I you know we can debate that but it's it's the 10 person company that really is going to need the help and you know and less or even the individuals that are just they you know they're solo workers they just they work on their own. How does how do they get access to that?
2: And and that's the issue. And and, and there's going to have to be real advocacy. I mean, there's going to have to be real. We, we've we've done been talking about this for the past ten years. I mean, the SBAC was born out of the Great Recession, um, mm-hmm. and and we are now in another situation where. If small businesses, if entrepreneurs, if solopreneurs, if independent contractors, if gig employees don't really galvanize, there is a there is a real chance that they will be left out. And they've yep. got two things. They've got to advocate. We have to help advocate for for these businesses. And at the same time, these smaller businesses need to find out what else is out there. Right. I mean, they need information. So, yes, the PPP loans sound really good um, if you can get them. But what about the state of Illinois treasure loan? Um, You do have to pay interest on that. I mean, but if that can bridge you for several months until you're able to get back on your feet, well, that's going to be critical. Right. Um, You know, the city of Chicago Resiliency Fund, you know, it's been off to a, a slower start Um, hopefully they're going to be able to process more of those applications. But, you know, people say, what should we do in these situations? Here's what I say. Talk to your banker, talk to your accountant, start there. If your banker, if the person who has been your trusted advisor, people like to talk about themselves as trusted advisors, right? For all of these years, say, listen, we can't service you because you don't have a loan with our bank or we're not, we don't have the apparatus set up they should be able to point you in the right direction. They're in this industry. They know what's going on. This is a time to lean on your trusted advisors. And CPAs have really stepped up to the plate on this. And you should expect that from your CPA. Um, you know, tell me how to navigate some of these things. So start there. But I also say cast a very wide net. I mean, we hear things like, if I apply for an SBA disaster loan, can I also apply for a PPP loan? And you can. Um, now you have to use the money for different purposes. You, you can do different things at one time. Um, and you know, different loan programs have different rules, but people should be exploring all of it in this sort of, this, this real race to get capital.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. And, um, you can, you can go to the SBAC, it was S B A C I L dot org. And, um, I mean, you have uh, on the website there, you have all the information and the contacts for, for people to uh, actually, one, if they want to help. Uh, you, you're, I don't think you'll turn any help down right now, will you? Not at all. Not <laughs> at all.
2: No, no, we've got so much help. We just have to figure out where to put everybody. Um, that's excellent. That's a great problem to have.
1: Yes, yes. And and that's good because um, you guys are involved. You're getting involved uh, locally uh, with local municipalities, You know, the city of Chicago, the state. You're, you're, you've you're got people uh, tapping into the uh, federal side down in Washington, D.C. So you've got a lot of people, you know, reaching out to make sure that whatever information you're handing out is correct and uh, that they know that the small business people are out here and reminding them that they're out here.
2: And, we're so, putting, and these webinars are available. I mean, we did a webinar with Representative Schneider where he talked about the CARES Act. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, it was really informative. Um, you know, they get uh, they get a little. You know, we did an access to capital we- capital webinar about two and a half weeks ago, maybe something like that. It was really good. Um, you know, you always have to keep up on it because what was what was relevant on Monday may have changed by Friday. Yeah. Um, but those are really, if you got an hour, you know, um, get on those webinars and hear what people have to say about access to capital.
1: All right. Well, let's, let's go to Robbie's question. Uh, go ahead and, and ask Elliot again uh, what
0: right. the well, question was. I wanna just jump on one thing that Elliot said. Um, you're talking a lot about obviously people who own a small business and not everybody who's watching this owns a small business but we want to help small businesses. So one thing you mentioned was the PPP and I had to look that up. Um, it is the Paycheck Protection Program and you mentioned it so many times. So for those of us who don't have a small business, what is that?
2: Yeah, so this is this loan program that was in the Stimulus uh, the stimulus Act and the Cures Act, and it allows small business, well, depends on how you're defining a small business, but businesses with 500 or less employees to apply for a loan of 2.5 times their payroll, although there are limitations on that. So I don't wanna get in and try to explain to people all the intricacies around a PPP loan. Um, you know, salaries are capped. There's different things that go on. But it, it can be a relatively sizable loan that people can get that have to be used to pay payroll. And then a portion can be used to pay fixed costs. But but if you keep your entire staff on, then that loan can, for lack of a better word, be converted into a grant. Um, and businesses don't have to pay it back.
0: That's so you're,
2: Yeah, so you're really trying, you know, they're really paying people to keep their staffs on to some extent. So that's what the PPP loan is. Um, yeah, and, and I will say there's other ways to, to, to handle the capital issues. So, you know, Ron, we're, we're going to send a letter out most likely to the governor. Um, asking that they defer sales taxes mm-hmm. until the economy is reopened um, for businesses that grow 300 million or less um, and have a ha- have seen their revenues decline by 25% or less um, since March 1st. And you know this is a way for businesses to retain some capital right now. The governor did this for very small restaurants and bars, and we applaud them for that, but really all eligible small businesses, um, this should be passed on to them. And we have to look for different things like that to help businesses survive during this time.
1: Right, right. And um, what was, there was, I, no, I can't remember the other, you, there was other large one that we were working on too. That,
2: unemployment, yeah. Yes, so
1: there it is. So, so we had two
2: ideas. The first was we don't wanna see businesses um, penalized with higher unemployment taxes because they've had to lay people off. Um, and right now, we understand that that is the reality of the situation. So we want unemployment uh, taxes frozen, uh, where they were for businesses on March 1st. So that's one thing we're working on. You know, That's going to won- be
1: brutal, though. I mean, because you know that unemployment fund is going to be tapped out. So we're all going to have to pay back into it at some point. So um how do we build that back up in a reasonable amount of time
2: you know well they're looking for help from the federal government and i think okay. they're going to need help from the federal government i mean that our second idea when this all started was to defer unemployment tax payments um by small businesses but for the very reason that you just said That probably seems to be something that that isn't necessarily feasible at the present time. So we have to we have to pivot. I mean, as things develop as an organization as well. I mean, there there are significant problems with unemployment here in the state of Illinois. I Mm -hmm. I mean, people who who are waiting for unemployment um, benefits are having a difficult time. um, And that's been in the media. But then also, you know, the gig employees, the independent contractors, the sole proprietors through the CARES Act. Are eligible now to take unemployment, but you know they're talking about May um, right. when when these folks can go and seek unemployment. And you know the real question is, what do they do in the what do they do in the interim? I, I mean, you know, if you're a physical therapist, yeah, you could try to go to Zoom, <laughs> you know, right. you could try to do something like that, but it, it's going to kill your business. I mean restaurants at least, and gosh, they've been hurt badly, but at least they can do curbside pickup, right? Um, yep. Can't really do curbside pickup physical therapy. So, right. um, so there are just so many moving pieces here, Ron, and we're trying to get our arms around all of it.
1: Right, and so, I mean, that, that applies to Robbie, because she's a sole proprietor. She's Absolutely. one person, and she walks her dog now. That's her job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, <laughs> I just it, hope that as I recommend that people clear the clutter during this quarantine, that they don't clear it too much.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, and what's really interesting is, so on, on Friday we're going to have an, yet another town hall to talk about, um, you know, things like sick leave uh, and how employers are dealing with all of those issues, health insurance, and then we're going to talk about unemployment insurance for gig employees and independent contractors and what that means. And this is a sort of information, really, Robbie, that's applicable to you. Uh, and and we want to make sure that people understand that, um, you know, and, and know how to move forward.
0: So as far as sbacil.org, if people want to listen to these town hall, is it on zoom?
2: Yeah. So, um, the one with Brad Schneider, so today it will be live at one o'clock. If you listen on zoom, um, like, like we put out yesterday in the newsletter, um, our town hall with Brad Schneider, and that will be on our website as well. So it should be right now. So people can go there, they can hear about these different things and just continue to keep themselves abreast of what's going on. And then, you know, there's things like um, business interruption insurance. You've heard about this, right? I mean, other states are passing laws trying to make insurance companies um, cover losses um, associated with being shut down or the virus, depending on how you frame it. And some states are being more aggressive and some states are looking for sort of a circular approach where, well, the insurance company will cover it, um, but the federal government will then help out the insurance company. And that might be passed on through premiums. It might not be. There's a lot of different ways that states. So we've got a whole group of people that are putting together a white paper on this so then we can formulate policies. I know at the end of the day, white paper sounds so far away, right? People just need capital. They just need help right now. So. We're trying to we're trying to juggle all of that and do it all. We've got to bake out good policy proposals, and then on the stuff that is just common sense, like defer sales taxes, um, we're just we're just driving that home. Um, and you know, hopefully, we're going to see some results.
0: Well, Does I, somebody, I think she, I'm sorry, right, Ron. Ron. Does ahead. somebody need to be a member of the SBAC to participate in these Zoom town hall meetings or to see the videos?
2: No, and, and, and we're, you know, actually what I would say, and I don't say it very much, is we've gone to just, hey, our members get certain things, but we we need to help everybody right now. If you'd like to contribute, you know, it helps. I mean, all the money that we have uh, really goes towards advocacy. I mean, that's that's what we do, and, and connecting and bringing people together. Um, at the same time, something that's really exciting is, I mean, we have, like, six interns from the University of Chicago right now. We've got an intern from DePaul. We've got, we've got all these people coming on right now. Um, and it seems like like younger college students, um, we even have some high school students, they're getting engaged. Like They understand people need help. Um, and that's given us a tremendous amount of additional help uh to push forward on these policy initiatives so that that's fantastic yeah
1: well so, this, inevitably it will help them so you know getting them involved now is is a good thing yeah, so, absolutely. absolutely
0: And how can consumers help small businesses right now i mean everybody's saying go buy gift cards you know so that the cash is flowing right now
2: okay but That's
0: what can we do
2: well, that's right. That's all. I, I mean, look, at, so so consumers are either business owners or employees for the most part of of somebody else. Right. Or, right. or you know, they're retired. Um, but but everybody plays into this. Every single person has a stake in trying to bring this economy back. The SBAC is launching a program. So we have we have I didn't hear you. The SBAC. OK, I'm sorry. Well, so we have policy interns, but then we have marketing interns, right? And, and what we're going to be doing is we're launching a hashtag robust campaign, encouraging people to do exactly what you said right now. Go, go contribute to local businesses crowdfunding campaigns. Some chambers are doing that really well. Um, go um, buy gift cards. Do all of these different things to support local businesses. And we are going to drive that so hard. I mean, we're probably going to launch that in conjunction with some other chambers of commerce towards the end of this week or on Monday. And that that's you hit the nail on the head. I mean, buy a gift card now. Use it whenever you can, Um, because at some point we will be out. Right. It might not look the exact same way that it looks right now or or that it used to look. But we're going to be out. So if you got your favorite restaurant and you think you're going to dine in there, maybe it will be the fall. Buy the gift card now if you can. Yep. Now,
0: in our neighborhood, we have a local grocery store. It's called Happy Foods, and they have been fabulous. And they are—they've always been supportive of the neighborhood. So we want people to look at—you know—who has supported you in the past? Who has—you know—had the Girl Scouts in front selling cookies? Who has contributed to every fundraiser in the neighborhood? Go to those places right now. And again Happy Foods I can't say enough about they're not charging for you know picking up picking out your groceries you send them a list they shop for you have curbside pickup so it's a whole new world and I want other ways that we can give back and this program that you're launching is this something that you can come back and talk to us about all the different options that there are
2: Absolutely. And we're doing it in conjunction with chambers. I mean, one thing that was really unfortunate is that chambers of commerce, local chambers of commerce, were not included in the CARES Act Um, So, uh, in terms of the PPP loans. So while other people were out there trying to get loans, these 501c6 organizations, which are so invested in their communities, um, were not. Um, So we're gonna work with local chambers on this as well and try to bring exposure to those chambers and all the great work that they do. Because again, as we put together a letter to the governor, Right on the deferral of sales tax payments. You know, it's great for the SBAC to be on that letter, but we're building a coalition of other business organizations that will be on that letter. And, and then it has a little more juice. Um, and, and, and that's really important right now. You know, we got to speak with a loud and unified voice because there's so many voices speaking right now. And there's so many priorities, some like health and safety, which are paramount. But if we're not in, if we are not involved then we can expect um, that people are going to be thinking about us during this time.
1: <laughs> well, I, I just want to back up again. Sbacil.org. Uh, go there, help them out. Uh, what Elliot just said, too, you don't even need to be a member right now. Come on in, you know, go to the website and uh, learn, help out, do whatever you need to do there to to get the information you need to to help yourself out or to help others. So. Uh, SBAC is a great organization, and uh, I can't say enough about it. Elliot's done a great job with Thank a great you. team behind him. So um, you, you're just the you're just the focal point, but you've got a great team behind you that's helped support and do all the things that the SBAC does, and it's it's amazing.
2: You've been part of that team. I mean, you, you know, before I did, just going back before I was on other on other media outlets, right? Right when we were starting this thing out. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was on Mighty House. I mean, yep. you, you you gave us a voice um from the very beginning. So uh, um you're part of that. I mean, and, and Ron knows all the volunteers that we have, all of the all of the folks who get engaged, you're hundred percent right. It, it It's a great team effort and it's a wonderful
1: team. right. So uh, we'll keep in touch and uh, go to s b a c i l dot org sign up for the newsletter. And uh, that way you stay informed and you'll get a, access to all this great information that Elliot and his team are putting out. And uh, again, I just want to say sbacil.org. And Elliot, I appreciate your time, buddy. Anything else you need to drop on us right at the very end here?
2: No, I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you both. Thank yeah. you. All
0: right, cool. Thank you very much.
1: Are you, okay. are you good,
0: Robbie? I'm good. I can't yeah. wait to have you back and talk about your the program that you're launching next week.
1: All right. Excellent. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, tune in next week we'll have another uh, great episode I think we're having um, oh Allison Bales is coming in he's going to be talking a little bit more about home energy audits and and how to make your home a safer place to live so since we're all spending a lot of time in our home right now that should be a great topic so uh, for Robbie Earhart uh, Rich who's out driving around delivering materials and Fuzzy Robbie there in the studio uh, Elliot thanks a lot We'll talk to you Thank soon. You. Keep
0: Thank you. We're at level. Till next time.
1: There you go.